Honey, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you and Gus and Sam? Yeah, we're doing really well. So to uh, to all the listeners out there, we had a baby boy, Gus. Uh, he came uh, a couple of, oh, he's almost three weeks now. So um, our first and this episode is is sort of slightly sleep deprived, uh, but we'll see how we go. So it, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Strategy in the Virtual Controller, our podcast, which is aimed at helping accountants and bookkeepers um, run better businesses, um, deliver real value to their clients, um, d- build a, a, a business um, that doesn't necessarily rely on them. Uh, so we talk about people, we talk about technology, uh, we talk about avoiding the, the short-term distractions like the book Strategy and the Fat Smoker uh, by David Meister, which was uh, what we've modelled uh, the podcast on. So the website is satvc.co, satvc.co, so you can catch up on all the other episodes there. Any links, uh, any articles that we refer to, you'll find uh, you'll find all the information there as well. Um, so today's episode, Penny, we're we're going to continue this conversation of um, avoiding cloning ourselves. Uh, people continue to be one of the biggest challenges within the accounting industry. Um, always in the top three. Um, issues keeping practitioners awake at night. Um, it just depends on whether it's one, two, or three, depending on the time of year. Um, but I, I think we've got to spend a little bit more time on digging into this idea of your next hire isn't necessarily a bookkeeper, or your next hire shouldn't be an accountant. So, um, what are you seeing out there in in the uh, in in the industry? Well, I see the industry talking about this and addressing this. You know, and there's probably a combination of. Uh, well, we've got fewer people going into being CPAs and accountants, but also technology. I mean, if you look at other fields, um, people are changing how they are choosing to hire people and, and they want to train them uh, in, get somebody who has some level of knowledge, but then um, can be trained on specific things within a business's needs. So, and along those lines, I've had, last time we spoke, I told you I had three in in a matter of two weeks, I think, that called me about, I need to hire a bookkeeper, I need to hire a CPA. And um, then I had two more this week, exactly the same thing. And I copied you on, because both of them asked me, when I told them what they should do, they asked me to write up a job description for it. And um, so I did. I wrote up a job description for the person that you should be hiring and not only a job description, but a list of the things that they can do. But the number one thing they should never do is become a bookkeeper handling the accounting. Because as soon as they do, you're going to move them out of that. And then you're going to lose the benefit of having that person who can be your teams and team being the client, the accountant, the technology and the bookkeepers who are actually doing the day-to-day traffic copying of, of the books. So the person is the coordinator. I called them the implementer, documenter, call them an administrative assistant, um, call them whatever you will. But they don't need to be rocket scientists. They don't need to have an accounting degree. Um, they do need to have somewhat of a personality. They do need to <laughs> want to be a team player. And they do need to uh, be um, have good communication skills, good writing skills, good reading skills, 
because you can utilize them if you saw in that list I gave uh, to uh, Bassam. Um, you know, because he had come to me, he goes, I need to hire 20 bookkeepers and then do this and do this. And I went, yeah, good luck with that. You want to outsource to 20 U.S. bookkeepers and you want them to be at your beck and call. They've already got their own brand going. They've already got their own thing going. They're going to work on your stuff when they get around to it. But your Mm -hmm. whole program that you're putting out requires that things be closed in the books accurately because he's in a vertical and uh, everything is defined. He goes, yeah, but I'm training them. I'm doing all this stuff. And I said, You've got a good team in the Philippines doing this work. What you need is a coordinator because they're not getting what they need to do the work in a timely fashion. They know what to do in these books. You're in a vertical. Everybody's set up exactly the same. The problem you have is where's the information to put into the books? And yeah, and I, I loved in your list there, your job description says, do not turn this person into another bookkeeper, rather turn this person into your app technology manager coordinator. Um, exactly. And I think that's really important is that they don't have to have a bookkeeping background. They don't need a bookkeeping experience. In 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 many respects, it's better that they don't. So that, as you said, they don't get dragged in. Yeah they, they, yeah, they can't get dragged into anything. They can't answer questions when clients ask on the phone while you're talking to them, setting them up an app. Well, will you, oh, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I will put this in the notes and the bookkeeper will be able to answer that for you because she has those answers or he has those answers or the accountant has those answers. I don't. I'm here to support you in using these apps. And the other thing it does is Put them in the workflow. Um, I did this with a client in Hawaii, uh, and we had a meeting with her just yesterday and her team, and they introduced me to the person they hired. And um, already within two weeks, they were seeing a huge difference. Um, backlogs were getting were getting cleared out. Um, their their workflow that to them looked like a bunch of crap, and we had organized quite a bit of it and cleaned up some of it. She was able to come in and finish the job that we didn't have time to do because we were busy doing all the work that she was finally getting the documentation sent to us for doing. And, and, and Penny, it was like it's within two really weeks, she's like, I had a client that two weeks ago was unhappy and going, I got to hire another bookkeeper. And two weeks later, she's going, this is, this, 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 this worked out just the way you said it was. It was great. And, and the best thing about it is particularly when you introduce that person to the client to say, um, hi, Penny, I want to introduce you to our coordinator, uh, Damien, and Damien's going to take care of this, 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 and this. So when you do have questions, he's going to be your first port of call. If you've got questions about the apps, if you've got questions about um, anything that's happening in the technology, Damien's your first port of call, and then he'll be able to direct you. Like it, it sets the expectation and it changes that experience for the client as well, doesn't it? Oh yeah, and now you're not you're not the accountant or bookkeeper getting calls. What the app doesn't work? What happened with it? What's wrong with it? You're not the one that has to then go to the app developer or the app uh, salesperson, the app customer support, and take care of it. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. That's not what your day to day task is. Not if you want to have a good life balance, work balance. This person's going to learn it. This person's going to take care of it. This person's going to make sure that the apps that you spent time and money learning about and implementing are getting utilized by your clients. And so you're going to find out who's the good client, who's the bad client, and who's the good technology, and which technology sucks and doesn't really do what it says it does. So you'll also find sorry, but sometimes they don't. 
Yeah, yeah. But, and you'll also learn the same thing about your team um, in terms of the, the, when the bookkeepers and the accountants are focused on the bookkeeping and accounting, uh, what are their strengths and weaknesses? And, and let them focus on where they add most value to the relationship. And I, I'm, I'm a fan of timesheets. Um, and you will notice that your realization or your utilization uh, goes through the roof as a result of bringing a person like this in, because it just eliminates all of the minutiae that your bookkeepers and accountants, your technicians were getting bogged down in. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, they were like, I was kept on looking at hours for this particular client that, that we had. And I went, how come we're not like fulfilling the daily allotment of work? There's, they have tons of work. They have all of, and it's like, we keep on asking, where's the documentation? You want us to, you want us to reconcile this account? We've allocated, we've done all the prep work. All we got to do is now do a reconciliation. No statements, no statements, no statements. And the, here's the thing is people go, well, you know, they break. You can't depend on, you can't depend on this app because it breaks. You can't, the apps aren't breaking. People change their passwords. Cybersecurity changes. The apps are trying to keep up with that. But, but the thing is, well, uh, uh, we'll give you a, an Excel sheet and we'll give you all the usernames and passwords that the clients have given us. No, I don't want your flipping clients usernames and passwords. <laughs> I want that security risk. What are you, yeah. stupid? You shouldn't have that security risk. I'm I mean, so crazy sometimes. Sometimes the technology does break, but if you're not monitoring it, and I think that's exactly. what, that's what I, I remember that example that you used a couple of, ep well, quite a few episodes ago now where they hadn't meant that the bank feeds broke three months ago, but because they were only doing quarterly, they had no idea that the bank feeds had broken. And so they had no, no, uh, no idea. Um, and so therefore they were so far behind, but this person is also monitoring the connection. So yes. sometimes the, the tech does break. Um, but if somebody's monitoring it and somebody's responsible for it, then it's going to get updated quickly and liaise with the, with the app company and, and get it sorted. When, when I, uh, I, like I've told, I've told people before, I have a few direct clients that I deal with and, and in my team, there is somebody, you know, we, we work in teams in our office in Chennai and there is one person who monitors all the connections. I know immediately if a connection's not working, I don't have to go into the QuickBooks file. I don't have to go into Ledger Sync. I don't have to do anything. I don't, I don't have to go into Dext, which are the typical ones we use for fetching. I don't have to because somebody notifies me in the workflow. They push it back to me because I am that person that I tell you you should hire and <laughs> in my company because I'm testing all of this stuff. And I go in and I, I contact the client and I go, hey, listen, I need you to log in and do this. And, you know, the thing is, they won't remember. You have to support them in this because it's not an app. Well, some apps they're using day to day for you and you want and they should know that one. But also the person who receives the code isn't necessarily the person that you're dealing with in the company. All of that has to go into discovery when you're onboarding the client. And that's what another thing that this person can do. They can do discovery on the client that has nothing to do with accounting discovery, but has to do with the workflow within that client's business so that you know the right person to contact in the company when something needs to be done. And I mean, you can't assume that you're gonna be doing somebody's accounting slash bookkeeping, and then you're gonna get all these value added if you don't flip and have information or communicate with the client. And it's not just numbers that you have to learn about. You have to learn yeah, about and the culture of the business. 
And and also this per and, and maybe that's where we go to next is let's sort of dig deeper into listing out the the actual qu- roles and responsibilities or duties and responsibilities of this person. But but that that operating uh, procedures manual and and whether you use it uh, a OneNote or something similar to keep the the procedures and and um, processes all in one place. That's their responsibility to maintain yeah. that, to update that, and to keep that as, as yeah. a live and dynamic document. I don't have an accountant documenting their own procedures. They can write stuff down. And then somebody like me or or the admin that we have over in Chennai goes through it and goes, I don't get this. Why do you do this? Well, can't you see it? No. Could you explain it to me? Oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that in the step. Well, it's everybody knows that. I didn't know that. So if you get hit by a bus and we have to replace you tomorrow, is the next person going to know that? Because that seems it's specific to that client. Well, yeah, but I know it. Well, good for you. How does that help? <laughs> that lot of good that is. <laughs> if that bus comes along. Excuse me, don't let the door hit in the ass on the way out. <laughs> and and I, I think as well, and hopefully listeners are sort of are listening along right now and thinking, okay, my next hire doesn't need to be a bookkeeper, doesn't need to be an accountant, could be this implementer and documenter. And hopefully if that's... If you do not have those, if you have backup of work, if you have items that are, you need to do to complete a job on an engagement that you gave that client and said you would do, and it's not happening, and you get frustrated bookkeepers, say, oh, the client, the client, the client, the client. You know what? You need that person. Yeah, you need that but the, 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 the thing is, hopefully, as we jump into this list of duties and responsibilities, y- your your thoughts on who this person could be should be growing and growing and growing because mm-hmm. the skill set, um, it, it's not it's not an accountant and bookkeeper's skill set. Certainly the attention to detail, et cetera, et cetera, might be there. But uh, but this person, there's we can cast a very wide net for this type of person, can't we? Communications, uh, yeah. business, two-year degree, high school even a high school person to start off with. I mean, eventually they can be some, you know, if you find, okay, they're really good. Documents are flowing in, the clients are happy, everything's going along. And all of a sudden now you've got capacity to take more clients because the stuff's getting done and you're using those apps better to get done. Now you can see the benefit. So we've got more capacity. So you can go out and get new clients or this person's not that busy now because they got things flowing in. So Let's put them on our social media posts. Let's yeah, get them, let's get them doing the documentation that. on procedure. Have them sit in on these meetings and start documenting what we talk about with, about the client. Um, have them checking on the calendars, making sure that uh, we've got the right test. You know, the other thing I find in workflows is that people don't clean up their messes in a workflow. Once they're done with the work, they don't tend to go in and complete it. They don't tend to clear it out. So you know what? Have them do that for you because now it doesn't look so overwhelming. And now all the things that those apps promised you that you could do that would make your business, your accounting business, run more fluidly and more profitably can actually be done. But at some point, you do need a human being to click the complete button on a task to make sure that the document is where it needs to be at the time it needs to be there. And to make sure that the person who's doing the work understands the nuances of the client. Because, you know, like nobody spends their money the same way. Nobody moves their money the same way. And 
a business can be the same kind of business. You can have a business that has exactly the same thing that they do, the same service or product they provide, but the owners may have different goals themselves in mind or what they want to do the biz- with the business. And that's the unique part about it. But that has to be that has to be an important feature of making this value-added come in the door. That value-added okay. doesn't happen without that. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's strip it, but let's start from start from the top here, Penny, because I think even in the last couple of minutes, we we've rattled off a whole host I'm sorry. of um, act. No, 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 no. But 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 what but what we've said is we've we've said if you find a capable person, then they can also do this and this and this and this and this. And so if I'm if I'm a listener, I'm sitting there thinking, oh shit, this is a a, a pretty significant job description. So let's strip it back and sort of start at the fundamentals and and what are the key fundamentals? Things- is get somebody who can clear the deck, somebody who can swab the boat. I don't care. Get. get the I have back no idea back. what that means, Penny. Okay, you know, backlog. Everybody, everybody's got a backlog. Everybody, I've, I, I, I can't believe that the accountants that I've spoken to are the only ones out there that are not seeing the promise of technology and closing the books every month happening on the schedule that they want it to happen on because everything's coming in perfectly without somebody other than the bookkeeper or the accountant going out and beating up the client for the work. Okay, um, so so that's that's a that's a really good place to start in terms of what are the types of skills that we're looking for. We're looking for someone to coordinate with the client the flow of information. So yes. they've got to be good on the phones because they've got yes. to call clients to say we're looking for this, we're chasing this. Um, can you give us access to this? That's, the passwords change. So good written and verbal communications. I'd, I'd imagine mm-hmm. calendar skills yeah. because they're probably going to be managing the. The, the the scheduling or, or associated with it, making sure that the the works in according to the schedule. So scheduling, calendar management. Yeah, scheduling, they should be in the workflow because they should be a part of every client's task, so that when the bookkeeper or the accountant reaches a point where they cannot finish the work because they're missing a piece of information or a document, they reroute the task back to this person. And with a note saying, I need this from this client and I need it by such and such a date so that it goes back into out of the client's view, out of the bookkeeper accountant's view, they can go on to the next thing. They don't have to think about it because they know somebody else is on it. It'll come back into their view when that person reroutes the task back to their work in progress or whatever status point is the next status point to reroute it back to the bookkeeper. I've got everything you needed. Move along. And, and, and just as we're talking, you know, workflow, this person really can be virtual, can be anywhere because yeah. with, uh, with the right workflow tools in place, uh, they can log on from anywhere, anytime and see which a client, administrative I got a tasks. client who, one office in Florida, one office, this is a direct client, one office in Florida, one office in California. He's got an administrative assistant in the Philippines and we do all their bookkeeping and we set up their 20 person LLCs, uh, with you know, we've got twenty files for them that we manage, and um, we we work in Chennai, and we all communicate through Slack and workflow Asana, and they. So when we need a document, when we're not getting information in order to be able to close the books out or to 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 manage the expense tracking, we don't contact the client in Florida or the client in, in San Francisco. 
we're talking to the assistant in the Philippines and she is dealing with getting everything for us. And I think that's an important part as well, is that the, the, this person understands the, the client's organization um, so that they're not. Oh, yeah, she's, uh, she's been working with this guy for two years. So, I mean, you know, she knew every she knew everything. We ask her more questions than we ask the client. She knows how he spends his money. She does. She she's our main point of contact and she does all of his scheduling. She does. She manages getting all the documentation. She's got all the loan docs for the real estate stuff that they do. She's our point of contact. Um, and I never get involved in it anymore because my Chennai team deals with Philippines and I only talk to the owners of the business. That's all I do. And, and I'm sorry, and my again, dog's running forward. around speaking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, wow. someone's looking for their afternoon walk <laughs> um i i think but also that's the other thing as well it that sets the tone for the client relationship doesn't it because you now are talking to the client at their level as the business owner as the strategist um that we discussed in in previous episodes whereas we 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 spend we see a lot of firms where the actual accountant partner, they're the ones chasing the client for documents. They're the ones chasing clients for new passwords. They're the ones chasing clients for money. And what happens, and, and I think partners and accountants are doing that because they don't want to give uh, exposure to the client, to the team, in, in fear of the team taking taking off with the client. But the impact that this has on that client uh, partner relationship or owner owner relationship is huge because the because the client just sees the the partner their, their trusted business advisor so to speak as a, a thorn in their side someone that's constantly yeah. nagging them um, about do- missing documents missing payments missing this missing that yeah you're and- the nun you're the nun who is who is chastising them for not having their homework. But what you want to be is you want to be their best friend. You want to be the person who, when they talk to you, you're giving them the, the, what they need to grow their business. They don't need a financial statement at the end of the month, every month, but you do need it because you need to know what happened in their books and their numbers to make variable changes that allow them to meet the goal that they ultimately want, which was the reason they came to you in the first place. And that is your value added. And let me tell you something, if you're having those positive conversations, and some of them are positive, I mean, maybe you're telling them something that's going wrong in their business, but you have a solution, but at least you're pointing out something. So you're the bearer of of good tidings or important information, not where is it historical information. And it's going to be damn difficult for somebody to take that client away from you just because they happen to be talking to a client. And remember, this person doesn't know a jack thing about bookkeeping. And every time the client asks them something or accounting, and every time the client asks them something, they always say, well, that's, and I do that all the time. Don't ask me those questions. I don't know that stuff. Here, talk to that person. How are we going to take that away from you? Yeah, exactly. So um, this person is first and foremost going to focus on any task that has a waiting for information, any of those tasks associated with it. That's what that's going to be their bread and butter day in, day out. That's the first thing they're going to look at. That's where they're going to start off. And you're you're going to very quickly, you will, everybody who does this within one to two weeks, because I know, because we're the ones who are requesting it, because we're not getting the work sent to us in a timely fashion. 
But within one or two weeks, you just start. Well, there was one in Chicago where I actually I walked in the office. They had me. They flew me out to Chicago and sat me down. And I'm listening to the bookkeepers going, "Oh, you know, the client doesn't give us this. The client doesn't give that." And I went, Whoa, wait a minute. Went out to the front room. I wrote about it in the book. I talked to the the receptionist. I said, "Can I teach you how to do something while they're in their kibitzin?" And so I taught her how to use an auto fetch on statements. And you know what? 30 minutes later, we had at least 10 clients' documents like that. And all of a sudden, the bookkeepers, the last thing they did say to me, both, both of them said, thank you so much. I hated doing that. If somebody hates doing something, they're not going to do it well. And you're going to drive them away if you keep on asking them to do it. It just reminds me of, I think, the second episode that we recorded, Penny, where we talked about, I might have been the third episode, where we actually talked about sitting down with your team and what are the things I like doing, what yeah. are the things I I hate doing. And it, it's so important that, that listeners should really sit be, before, before going into tax season, should sit down with the team and be like, what are the big thorns in your side, the, the, the big, the things that you hate doing and yeah, chasing clients and uh, et cetera, et cetera, will probably feature quite strongly on that. That should be your next hire. The person, it could be a receptionist. You might already have that person. Um, yeah. You can but- have that person in your office who's willing to do it, who's trainable to do it. I mean, these, and here's the thing is these apps that you've, you've paid for, uh, these apps that you want to use, these apps that you have hopes of of making these efficiencies, they'll gladly train somebody. Yeah, and the training yeah, sure. that they provide these days is really amazing. I mean, some of these co- companies, I mean, what they do on with creating videos and it's not like they have to read things and study things. I mean, they'll, these apps will do anything to help you utilize their apps better. They will. And I think, and, and as we are sort of thinking about apps, um, I think a lot of a trap that a lot of accounting firms fall into is we talk, we talk with a client once about the app. Um, we show them how it works once, uh, and then we move on to whatever we move on to whatever the next shiny object is, or, or whatever the next thing in the workflow is. Whereas um, for it to become a habit, we, we've really got to hammer it home with our clients. And again, this can be the responsibility of, of this implementer and documenter. In addition to implementing in your own firm, they're also responsible for getting these tools embedded with the clients. They could host webinars, they could create Loom videos. Um, to, oh, yeah, to get we the we do that. Up and running. Yeah, we do that with Loom videos. We send those to clients all the time because those things are very short and sweet and quick. And they have great screaming. I mean, look at we needed to do this. We got this. Could you tell us what that is? Simple as that. And they they get back. They can text it back. I don't care how they give it back to me. But they can. But the thing is, they respond to that. You you got all the dream of virtual accounting and value added doesn't kick in until you actually get the information to make the decision to help the client with their Mm. business. And it's not, it's not that the client often doesn't want to give it to you. It's just not, they're running their business. They don't need to learn QuickBooks. They don't need to learn uh, LedgerSync. They don't need to learn Dex. I don't want to, but you get them in all these apps and 
they're not in them 24 seven, the way you are. So it may be a couple of months goes by, everything's working fine. And then something breaks. And so somebody has got to retrain them on how to do it again, because they set it up once three months ago, they don't remember what they did afterwards. And that's okay. That's acceptable because they've got other things in their lives too. And so you need somebody who can walk it through it again and understand that that might be necessary. And, and, and that's, and, and I think in, in many respects, that's a really good place to leave today's episode yep. where we actually say, here are the two responsibilities for, for this person internally, they're focused on anything that is awaiting information and, and coordinating that and coordinating that with the client. The other area for this person, so they'll log into the workflow to see anything awaiting for information. The other area that they'd log into in, in my mind is they would log into the technology, the different apps that are being used. And you can actually see for the most part on the client dashboard, um, last login time. And, and I remember that at Receipt Bank was that was one of the things that we used to do was that they we built this metric called delay days, which meant the the number of days between last login and and submissions. And and if that day got beyond ten days, uh, we were encouraging our our partner firms to get in contact with the client because that told us that there was some some issues using the technology. And now because, you've got somebody who can do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So before we go adding more and more responsibilities to this list, let's focus on awaiting information and and client utilization of technology. That's what they focus on, might be a part-time role. And then as this person gets that embedded and nails it, we can start adding uh, roles and responsibility, or we can add additional responsibilities to that job description. But Penny, do you, maybe we'll get um, we'll get that list uh, from that email. I'll, I'll sort of um, make it make it a bit more generic. But I'll I'll get that onto the website um, and direct people back to your Money Penny LLC blog, where where they can get more information on that particular implementer and documenter role. How does that sound? That sounds good. Okay. Brilliant. Um, well, Penny, yeah, I, again, we can add more and more responsibilities to this person, but let's get those two embedded down. And I, I found it interesting that you said you'll notice a difference within one to two weeks and coming into tax season, probably a pretty good hire right now. Probably a pretty good hire right now. That's right. Penny, um, always a pleasure. Um, I think we've uh, we've got a couple of topics to come up in the next couple of weeks, which include pricing, uh, mm-hmm. which also include um, getting our clients using the technology. So there's some exciting things for us to look forward to. Uh, but until then, ladies and gentlemen, hit us up satvc.co. Uh, if you do have any questions like, um, like Penny mentioned with, with a couple of her clients, shoot them through to us via LinkedIn. Um, and if you don't mind, jump onto your favorite podcast platform, write a review for us, uh, rate us, that'll help us get the word out. But uh, Penny, always a pleasure. And we'll see you next week. Enjoy the beach. Okay. Get those toes. Thanks, Benny. Bye bye.